Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the essential astrology lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti. This is my weekly rundown of what is happening in the stars. I am happy to be talking about Jupiter and Capricorn, but I also don't want us to forget that we are in Sagittarius season. So a lot of us seem to be um, so interested in talking about Capricorn and all the Capricornness that's coming to us next year. Do not worry, we're going to have more than enough Capricorn to go around. So do not be, um, do not worry about that. What I am more concerned about is that everyone being so, so, so involved in all the Capricorn energy that's coming, that is already starting, and forgetting that we are in the jolly, fun, abundant season of Sagittarius. So don't forget to enjoy where you are, enjoy the present moment, even though. We've got a lot of work coming up, okay? So we've had a lot of transformation this year. I've been hearing it from everyone, not just me, not just you. It's really everyone. We had a, we had a long Mercury retrograde in Scorpio that we're leaving the shadow period of on... Actually, I'm not sure if that's... Is that this week? We're leaving the shadow... The post-shadow period of Mercury retrograde will be ending on Saturday. So... Basically, what happens is, and we talked about this last week, and I'll just do a very, very brief overview. Mercury retrograde, the way it works is that it's going along, forward motion, and then it seemingly stops and it goes back and it retraces its steps up to a certain point and then it stops again and it resumes forward motion. When it resumes forward motion, that's what we call the post-Mercury retrograde shadow. So we're in that period now. So if you still have Mercury retrograde stuff coming up, like just information that's randomly occurring or that person that's showing up that you haven't talked to in a long time, someone sends you an email and says, happy holidays, I haven't talked to you. The other day I wrote someone on Instagram, I saw her post pop up. I hadn't seen her post pop up in months, maybe even a year. And I haven't seen her in several years. So I wrote her and I said, Hey, how are you doing? So all of those Mercury retrograde ish things might still be happening for you. Um, so with that long retrograde, we had a lot of time to work on some of the emotional trauma, some of the stuff deep in our psyche. And all of that was important preparation for what we're moving toward because we're really moving towards some big, big stuff in 2020 and not of the emotional transformative. I mean, it might transform you on an emotional level, but it's all earthbound. So it's really about tangible, real results, things that you can create that can be seen and felt. Um, and so if you have been all year getting to the root cause of the issue, maybe the root cause of the issue is that you're not showing up the way you want to show up in your romantic relationships. Maybe the root cause of the issue is that you don't feel worthy of taking care of yourself and getting healthy. Maybe the root cause of the issue is that you um, 
don't feel worthy of asking for that raise that you've been wanting or moving on from that job, which is just not fulfilling. So this was a year of really, really getting getting clear on what the foundation is for you, what the root cause of the issues are, where do you need to do the work so that you can build. And, you know, I keep saying this year was like pouring the foundation for a house. Um, and I still like that, but I heard someone say the other day that this year was more like you were drawing up, you had the architecture draw up the house that you want to live in. Um, and now we're going to start building it. So either of those really works for me. But the concept is that this was a year of a lot of dreaming. This was a year of a lot of maybe seeing where the leaks were so that you know where you had to do the work so that you could start something new next year. And so all year I've been talking about this, that this is really a year of um, reframing your foundation, reframing um, how you approach things in your life and what perspective you have. So all of that is at the forefront right now because we're ending this decade, we're ending this year, we're moving into... Um, a new year, a new decade. We just had Capricorn. Uh, we just had Jupiter head into Capricorn and join Saturn and Pluto there. So let's dive into the astrology. Um, yesterday was Monday. We had a, a void moon all day. So I haven't talked about void moons in a while for those of you that are weekly listeners. So I'll just review it. When a moon is void, it basically means that it's like the moon is out on a backcountry road without any um, cell service. So it's not talking to anyone else. It's the, the moon is not talking to the other planets. Now, some void moons can feel kind of um, draggy. I was feeling really draggy yesterday. A lot of people were telling me that they felt really blah. Of course, we had like a big snowstorm here in the Northeast. So a lot of people, of course, were feeling blah because of the weather. We had two days of a storm. So it could have been that, but it also could have been that the, we had a long void moon. It was literally all day. And so we don't off, we don't have those a ton. We have them sometimes, but we don't have them a ton. Um, it's not rare. It's just not something that we have all the time. We have void moons all the time. Sometimes there are a few minutes, sometimes there are a few hours, and and sometimes there are a whole day. So we had a whole day void of the moon. And so that just kind of felt really heavy. It kind of felt like blah, as my friend said. I mean, there's really no better word for it. It's not very um, eloquent, but there you go. So with the void moon yesterday, it was really interesting because we have the void moon, which basically makes you feel like nothing is going on, right? But yet this huge, huge, huge thing was going on. Jupiter was moving into Capricorn. So Jupiter moved into Capricorn yesterday in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time. So I'm in New York City, so I always use Eastern Standard Time, and you can do the math. But um, I believe it was about 1.30 p.m., 1.20 p.m. specifically, um, that Jupiter went into Capricorn. Um and Jupiter has been in Sagittarius for a year. So here's the deal with Jupiter. It takes 12 years to go around the zodiac. So it takes 12 years to go around your chart. So wherever Sagittarius is in your chart, that is where Jupiter has been hanging out for a year. It's been hanging out since last um, December. So really exact, pretty much exactly a year. Now, Jupiter is moving, moved into Capricorn yesterday, and we were all really... Um, uh, had our eyes on that date because Jupiter rules Sagittarius. It's also the traditional original ruler of Pisces. 
Um, but Jupiter is at home in Sagittarius. It's where it likes to be. It can be a little overindulgent. It can be big. It can talk loud. It can have fun. Um, it can be philosophical and take in the big picture of the world, all things that are very Jupiterian, right? But when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, he's not so happy because it's not his favorite place to hang out. Um, it's not, he, he, Capricorn doesn't really understand Jupiter's sensi sensibilities. So, you know, when Jupiter is in Capricorn, he can't necessarily be loud. He can't necessarily be um, indulgent and have the extra drink. He can't necessarily um, enjoy life with the same, uh, you know, carefree attitude that he might have when he's in his home sign of Sagittarius. So you can imagine that that feels restrictive to Jupiter and you can imagine that that feels, um, a little uncomfortable and kind of like a really, uh, unfair, abrupt change to have in just a matter of hours. Right. So of course we knew that Jupiter was moving into Capricorn, but it is a very big shift. So they are two very, very different sensibilities. All of that said, Jupiter and Capricorn can bring a lot of blessings to our life. So while it is not up the place where he feels comfortable, as I always say, the places that are uncomfortable for us are often where we experience the most growth. So the last time Jupiter was in Capricorn, it was 2007, 2008, in the very first weeks of 2009. So he was basically there for like the very last bit of 2007 and the very first bit of 2009, but really all of 2008 was his time in Capricorn. And so you'll remember that 2008, we had the big recession come in and there was a writing of a lot of wrongs that happened with subprime mortgages. And whenever we have um, a lot of Capricorn happening, which we have a lot of right now, unprecedented amounts of Capricorn happening, um, you're going to be dealing with um, maturity. You're going to be dealing with integrity. You're going to be dealing with personal responsibility. These are not sexy and fun words, but they are really important words and they are really important values that we have to adhere to as a society. So when 2008 happened, we had to really, um, pay the piper for what was going on with subprime mortgages, whether or not you feel that the piper was paid based on what happened. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a great movie, um, um, oh my gosh, why am I spacing on the movie? Christian Bale is in it. Um, the Big Short. The Big Short is a great movie about the 2008 crisis and why it happened, which I highly recommend watching. Now that Jupiter's in Capricorn, it's a little throwback to the last time Jupiter was in Capricorn. So, um, so yes, The Big Short, that was a great film about that time. But we also had the election of Barack Obama. So regardless of your politics, it was a really, really big thing to have the first black president in the United States of America, which has a very, very torrid past with racism or present with racism and slavery and all of these things. And so it's really, really interesting that um, we are in this mindset again, where the, the, the astrology is putting us in a place of considering these types of things once again in our lives. We're, just, we're considering these themes again in our life. So we're considering it on the societal level and we're considering it on the personal level. So Jupiter, here are some words to remember with Jupiter. Luck, expansion, learning, generosity, growth, risk-taking, adventure, the law, religion, faith. These are all very Jupiterian principles. When Jupiter is in 
Capricorn, he's going to be interested in competency. He's going to be interested in integrity. He's going to be, um, he's going to act as a moral compass for us. He's going to seek the truth and right the wrongs that have been done. He's going to make people who've been doing the work are going to be lucky with Jupiter and Capricorn. If you've not been doing the work, if you've been cutting the corners, Jupiter will not bless you, though Saturn will be handing out detention. So Saturn in and Pluto are in Capricorn. And if you've been listening, you know this because um, throughout the weeks, because I've been talking about it nonstop. Um, so Saturn and Pluto are gearing up for their big meetup in the sky. It happens about every 36 years. It's happening on January 12th. Jupiter is going to be getting into this mix come next year. We're going to have Saturn and Jupiter meeting. We're going to have Jupiter and Pluto meeting. We're going to have a whole lot of Capricorn date nights happening. Okay. So the big one, of course, is January 12th because it happens only every 36 years and it's only going to happen once. But we also have a lot of other Capricorn meetups that we're going to be watching over the coming months and throughout the year. Um, So with that said, you know, we are Saturn is the disciplinarian of the Zodiac. He rules Capricorn. Jupiter is the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. He rules Sagittarius. So that really gives you a good idea of how different these energies are and how, um, uncomfortable it might be for Sat- for Jupiter to be in Saturn's house, right? So it's like going to someone's house and, you know, you can't t- touch the furniture because everything is, uh, is it's just perfectly kept and it's like being an architectural digest and you just don't want to mess anything up. You know, Jupiter might feel like that right now. So if you've been doing the work, if you've been working hard and putting um, one foot in front of the other and doing your best, Jupiter is going to reward you. Saturn's going to reward you too. If you've been cutting corners and maybe being a little bit lazy and maybe getting away with a little bit here and a little bit there, Saturn's going to come around with detention slips. So that's the energy that we're going into this year. So if you haven't been doing the work, this is the time to start getting to work. This is the time to start getting real. Now, the other thing that's really interesting, and I know this is kind of becoming about the year more than about the week, and I'm going to jump into the week really quickly, um, really soon rather. But the thing about Jupiter being in Sag all year is that we felt there were a lot of things that might have happened, good or bad, that at the moment you didn't realize were blessings, but turned out to be blessings. And that is the abundance of Jupiter. That is the blessing of Jupiter. Jupiter and Capricorn, we're going to have to work for it. It's not going to necessarily be something that is unexpected or hits you over the head and you're like, whoa, what's that? I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. It's really about preparation. So Capricorn is really all about preparing, putting it in the calendar. If you say you're going to get up and work out, get up and work out, you know? And if you really do put those things in place to help you do the things you want to do with your life, you will be rewarded tenfold because Capricorn appreciates integrity. It appreciates hard work. It appreciates going step-by-step slowly in a particular direction. So you're not necessarily going to get where you're going quickly, but just like I posted, I posted a, a, a something on Instagram today 
that basically, and I can't remember exact quote, but it was basically like, imagine like you never knew the doors. You can't believe you're walking through doors that at, at one time you, you prayed would open for you. And we're having that moment now looking back on this year and even looking back on the past 12 years. So I was reflecting today on last time Jupiter was in Capricorn, it was 2008. It was like, oh my God, I'm a different person. I did my yoga teacher training in 2008. Now I've been teaching yoga for 12 years. Now I've had an entire career in that industry and now I'm doing something else. So that's kind of wild, right? So we're going to have that same moment, not only in another 12 years, but we're going to really have that moment at the end of 2020 because there is so much activity in Capricorn and these planets are here showing up for you as long as you're willing to do the work. So it's really about taking the action and putting the action behind the dream. So you made the sketches, you made the vision boards, you drew up the architectural plans. Now, what are the tasks? What are the actions that you have to take to make the dream happen? And that might be more mundane than you imagine because Capricorn's not sexy. Capricorn's not like, Capricorn's not like, look at me, that's Leo. It's not the, it's, it's the star of the show because Capricorn is the, I always say it's the sign of the CEO, but you know, that CEO started in the mailroom and worked his way up to the, um, the cornered office. So it's really about the hard work and the stuff that doesn't, the, the stuff that doesn't necessarily be seen. That's not necessarily seen. So I've talked way too much about all of the yearly stuff. I've decided that I'm actually going to do a workshop. I'm going to make it a free workshop because I know so many of you guys are feeling this big, big, intense stuff happening. And I know that we have so much coming up in 2020 So or 2020. How are we saying that? 2020, 2020, what do you like better? I can't figure out what I like better. And we're already 20 years into the 2000s. And I'm like, I still don't know if, if I like 20 or 2000. Neither here nor there. Um, at the end of December, I'm going to do a, uh, a free Zoom workshop. So for those of you that are not in my membership, this will give you a really good taste of what the Essential Astrology membership feels like. For those of you that are in the membership, it's just like a nice added free bonus for you. And we'll get together on Zoom and we'll look back at 2019 and probably even back to 2008 because I'm loving the Jupiter stuff. And we'll look forward to 2020 and really, really map out where you've been and where you're going so that you can have some clarity around that. So if you'd like to come to that, please um, shoot me a comment. Let me know. I would love to um, make sure that what I create is, is useful for you. Okay, so let's get to the week and what's going on in stars. So um, we Monday, we had Monday. I didn't show up Monday. I was in the void moon. I was in the vortex. I was feeling super draggy, super down, not interested in being on camera not interested in talking to anyone. I showed up to teach my yoga class last night and I was so scattered and my usually language is super easy for me, especially teaching yoga because I've been doing it for 12 years as I just shared with you. And, um, it just wasn't coming last night. It felt very clunky. So I felt clunky yesterday. And so now I'm here feeling much better today. Today, it was like, so, so different. And I don't know if this is, um, 
Uh, I don't know if this is the Jupiter and Capricorn energy, but it was so easy to get stuff done today. Like it was just so easy. Like I went for my workout and then I was like, oh, I'll do an errand. Oh, I could stop there. Oh, I could do this. It was just so easy and it all happened so fast. And I got home and I couldn't believe how early it still was. Like it was just one of those days where it all just, it was in the, I was in the flow, in the flow in my errands. So, um, so hopefully Jupiter and Capricorn will feel like that for the, the whole year and we'll all be lucky and we'll all love it. Um, okay. So we had Jupiter moving to Capricorn yesterday. We've talked about that for the whole 19 minutes that I've been talking. Um, so you've got enough of that. And then Venus conjuncted the North node. So this is really interesting. Venus is in Capricorn already. She's really, um, she's paving the way for the rest of the planets that are going to be heading in there. You, we're going to have Mercury and Mars and all our friends going into Capricorn if they're not already there. So when, Venus met up with the north with the south node rather in Capricorn. Um, it illuminates some of the things that might have been coming up for you this year, some of the habits, some of the stuff that's holding you back. It might also have illuminated some to let go of because the south node is always about it's always about where we're coming from. It's about our karma, it's what we brought in, it's something that's easy for us, something that we've mastered. It could be something that just feels um, like we crave it. It feels really comfortable for us. So if yesterday you were craving that old habit, it's probably because Venus was hanging out with the South Node in Capricorn. It also could have been a day where you got some real clarity on what you have to let go of so that you can focus on what you're creating. And I had that yesterday. And I'm sure that some of you had those moments too of like, oh, wow, like, I've known it for a while, but now I really know that that's the thing I gotta gotta let go of. So you might have had that moment, you might have not. So Venus and the South Node, and she's still, you know, she's moving away from it, but we're still feeling that. Um, and today the Moon is in Pisces. So here's what's really interesting. Um, today we have the Moon in Pisces. We've got the Moon in Pisces. Um, until the afternoon on Thursday. Today and tomorrow are really nice days to do reflection work. I know they're work days and you guys are probably really busy, but if you have a moment in your morning, in your nighttime routine to do some reflection work on where you've been since 2007, 2008, 2009 because of Jupiter or where you've been this year, this is a really good couple of days to do it because the moon is in Pisces and that helps us access um, our soul level our spirit level. It helps us access the parts of ourselves that we can't necessarily touch on the norm normally. And the other thing about it is that Pisces rules endings. So it's a great time to reflect. Um, today we have a grand trine in water. So we have a lot of feelings happening. And this is really interesting because we just had a lot of water in general lately, a lot of Scorpio with the Mercury stuff. And this is interesting because we have this Grand Trine in water, and I believe that um, the Grand Trine in water, and I'm just going to check really fast. Um, never mind. But the Grand Trine in water we had, and it's definitely bringing up some feelings, but it also, I mean, for me at least, I'm feeling more clarity. So it could be that um, your emotions about the situation are helping you get more clear. That's a possibility. Um, and that could be because we have gone through this long Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Scorpio 
it rules our the the deep feelings of our psyche deep down below the things that we don't necessarily want to look at but mercury in retrograde in scorpio makes us look at um okay so we've got tuesday we've got that grand trine in water we've also got venus sextile mars so venus sextile mars really interesting this might be playing out in your romantic relationships but it also it's you know, Venus is in Capricorn, so she's really interested in the steady, the reliable. Mars is still in Scorpio, so he is interested in the passion. So this is like they're working together, and that's really nice. So in your relationship, you might be finding that um, that balance between the reliability and the passion. You might also be finding that in your work. You might also be finding that in yourself because Venus and Mars, you know, they rule the masculine and the feminine and we all possess both the, both the masculine and the feminine. Um, now, when we move, the other thing that I think is really interesting is that the sun is in conjunct the North Node for most of this week. And now I don't often talk about in conjuncts, but basically that means that two planets are not understanding each other. They're just not getting each other. And it's funny because we're all talking about Capricorn and the sun is sitting there in Sagittarius being like, I'm the life of the party. Why aren't you talking about me? What's going on? I thought we were supposed to be having fun. It's the holiday season. We should be eating and drinking and having a good time. Why is everyone talking about hard work? And it's literally like the North Node is our dharma. It's where we're meant to grow, where we're going to do the work, where we have to, where we are being told we have to go to grow. And right now, the North Node is in Cancer, and it's saying nurture the thing that is yours, nurture the nurture the plot that you want to grow. Whether that's your family, whether that's your business, whether that's your health, whatever it is that you want to grow, focus on it. And the so it's like where we're going. And where we are right now, do not understand each other. The sun is like, let's have a good time. And the North Node in Cancer is like, no, you have to do your work. You have to be responsible. You have to go to bed before 11 and wake up before 7 and do your and go to do your workout and do all your stuff. Like, what are, what are you talking about? So it's very funny to me. That the sun is in conjunct the North Node this week because that's kind of how it feels. It feels like we're ignoring that we're in Sagittarius season, which is such a lovely time of year. And that's why I said at the very beginning of the broadcast, I don't want you guys to forget with all of this talk of what's coming, don't forget where you are. This is a wonderful time of year to just enjoy. Personally, I am putting Christmas stuff in New York in my calendar this week because I do not want to let this time of year go by without enjoying all of the gifts and blessings and things we have to enjoy this time of year. Um, okay, so on Wednesday, we have the first quarter of the moon cycle. So the first week of the moon cycle, which we talk about a lot in the memberships, if you're interested in using the moon to start moving your life forward, then you should definitely consider the Essential Astrology membership. Um, you can learn more on my site, veronicapretty.com slash membership. And you know, the first quarter of the moon, so the first week of the moon cycle is really about planting your seeds. Now you've planted the seeds. The first quarter to the full moon is really about growing them. So pay attention to what you're giving energy to on the first quarter of the moon. Now, Wednesday, the moon is going to be conjunct Neptune. So again, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the first part of Thursday, Eastern Standard Time are great times for reflection, great times for reviewing the year. Um, the moon conjunct Neptune can put you in that state of really being able to access your higher self. 
That's going to be at 10.20 a.m. on Wednesday. Thursday, the moon goes void early in the morning at 3.15 a.m., and then it's going to go um, into Aries at 2.44 p.m. So it'll be void for the whole morning and lunchtime, and then at 2.44 p.m., it'll go into Aries. Now, this is why I said you want to do your reflection the first part of the week, Um or this weekend could work too. But the first part of the week, because we have that Pisces moon, the Pisces moon is going to conjunct Neptune. That puts us in a really nice state of mind for reflection. It puts us in a nice state of mind for meditation. Then the moon's going to go into Aries. And Aries, the moon in Aries is going to square all that Capricorn stuff. So anytime the moon for the next little while goes into Aries, Libra, or Cancer, it is activating all of that that Capricorn stuff. So Aries and Capricorn, the relationship between Aries and Capricorn goes like this. I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. That is the Aries Capricorn feeling. So we're going to have that feeling happening in our life on Thursday afternoon. The moon's going to... Um, square Jupiter. Friday, the moon's going to square Venus. Saturday, the moon's going to square Saturn and Pluto. And then Sunday, the moon's going to go into Taurus. And that's going to feel like a nice big relief. And then it is going to conjunct Uranus as it does every month when it goes into Taurus. And when the moon conjuncts Uranus, it's like a little moments of unexpected surprise or jolt of energy. It's not a huge deal, um, but something to pay attention to. And on Sunday, Venus is going to be sextiling Neptune. That is a harmonious um, aspect between two very creative, receptive um, planets that will really help us access the more creative parts of our brain. If you didn't, do not get a chance to do your reflection earlier this week, Sunday is a nice day to do it. It's a really nice day to do it. So Venus sextile Neptune can kind of go one of two ways. And again, this is on Sunday. This can make you feel really connected to your creativity, really connected to your spirit, really wanting to use that energy in a positive way. It can help you connect on a soul level with your in your relationships. The other side of that, because there's a high vibration and a low vibration for everything in astrology, the other side of that is that it might make you more interested in being in your fantasy than being in reality. And that's always a little bit of the push and pull of Neptune. We want to be in our fantasy a little bit more than we want to be in our real life. So just watch for that on Sunday. The moon is going to be in Taurus though. And Taurus is so steady. It's an earth sign. It's a fixed sign. It really likes to do to, it likes to, you know, take its time, savor a good meal, you know, have a nice cozy blanket and a good bottle of wine. Like that's very Taurus. So, um, I think that we'll be able to use that energy really well on Sunday. Um, the sun will also square Neptune that day. So you might be feeling a low energy. Sunday is a really good day to stay home, cuddle up, maybe do some work in your journal, do some reflecting and then have a nice Netflix binge. Watch the crown. I'm watching the crown right now. It's so good. Um, so watch the crown, have a glass of wine, maybe some hot chocolate. Perfect day to do that on Sunday. Um, 
Sun square Neptune, which will happen on Sunday, it can make you low energy, really good to rest, but it can also make you feel a little bit discouraged or lacking self-confidence. So I just want you to be aware of that. So you don't necessarily want to have a big presentation on Sunday. I don't know that you would, but you don't necessarily want to be teaching your first yoga class ever on Sunday. That's not a great idea. Um, but if you do have to do something like that, just remember that that energy might exist and it's not real. So just remember that it'll pass. This is not a real feeling. This is just a little bit of the illusion, a little bit of the mental game that Neptune plays with us. Um, and then on Monday, Mercury is going to move into Sagittarius and that is going to feel so good. And the sun's not going to feel so lonely. And then maybe our minds will join the sun in having a party and not be so consumed with all things Capricorn coming down the road. So that's the AstroCast for this week. I am going to plan that 2020 preparation workshop. If you're interested, please send me a message. A few of you did on Instagram. I'm so excited that you're interested in it. Um, I would love to have you guys there and I'm going to work on solidifying a date and getting it going. I'm thinking of doing it after Christmas because then we will really be able to focus on um, ourselves and, and moving forward in the way that we choose. So if you have any questions, comments about that, please feel free to message me. You know where to find me, veronicaparetti.com. And I will see you guys next week.